Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I'm a nano influencer and also just recently ended my relationship of five years. I've begun dating, but I feel anxious about how my social media platform will be perceived by people that I'm interested in. I don't want to be used for my platform, and I also want to meet someone I see a future with. Any advice? Hugs and kisses, influencing in everything but love. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Who? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Alejandro. And today we have the absolutely incredible Amanda Pavillard, who is a social media influencer, aspiring actress, and also founder of Radiate by Amanda. And we just had the best time talking to her. We also share a member of our team. So it was really exciting to be able to have an Emily Blair Media shout out collaboration there. And, you know, it's just so amazing to share a team who makes you feel so supported and inspired. And you can really see that with Amanda's platform coming through. I truly feel like I'm radiating right now after (laughs) all of her amazing insights and just positive and interesting experiences, you know, in her journey as an entrepreneur as a a wholesome human being that just is absolutely amazing. I I cannot wait for the listeners to dig into this episode. Yeah, me too. All right, well, then let's get into it. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh my gosh, thank you guys for having me. I am so excited to talk with you today, and I can't wait. Yay. Uh, For those listening, for those who are not watching the video yet, please check out the video. Oh my God, Amanda is truly radiant. Beacon of lights, just oh my god! I'm so excited for today's episode. You are so kind. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're a great brand ambassador for your brand. And speaking of your brand, could you tell us about your brand? Of course. Yeah, Radiate by Amanda is my cosmetics brand that I launched in April. It's a really thoughtful brand that goes beyond beauty. We really like to consider the message behind our products and empower the people who use our products to be beautiful on the inside as well as on the outside. So Radiate just launched in April with three products, a lip gloss, a cream blush, and a highlight, which would be why I am glowing. I have it on all over my face. So um, that's what that is. And yeah, Radiate was something that kind of came from the pandemic, as I think a lot of smaller businesses did. There was a lot of time to sit around and reflect and figure out what I wanted to do. Um, Creating my own makeup products was always something that I really wanted to do, but the pandemic kind of gave me the opportunity to do it for myself instead of waiting for like a bigger brand to come along and partner with me and create a collection with me. I was able to 
create Radiate from the ground up and make all of the decisions that went into the brand and the messaging and everything behind it creatively. So that was a really exciting journey that I went on and I'm super proud of Radiate. I absolutely love the way that our first drop turned out. I'm so excited. That's really cool. But I'm curious, what sort of challenges did you experience and how did you overcome those when formulating this idea for this empire that you're building? Yeah, I mean, just like with anything, there are challenges when you're starting off. There's a lot of learning curves and definitely a lot that I had to take into account that I wasn't expecting. I mean, the beauty industry is massive and there's a lot of things that a lot of us don't know that go into it just in terms of like approval and the weight of a product and what different types of packaging cost what and what different types of ingredients cost what and all of the different sort of logistic things were a huge challenge just going into it totally blind. I'd obviously never developed a makeup product before. So learning all of the sort of linguistics of how to communicate with a lab about what you want out of your product, about how you want the different designs on your packaging to work. All of those things require different technologies and obviously have different price points and really creating, um, you know, a creative vision from the ground up. You're going to learn a lot along the way. We had at one point um, in one of our formulas, an ingredient being held hostage. That might be a little bit of an aggressive way to put it, but we had signed on for one of the ingredients in the highlight and that ingredient became a really um, sought after one that was in a lot of viral brands makeup products. And so they were like holding it to try and up the price from us, which was a huge learning curve. Like I didn't even know that you could do that. So our launch was, you know, being pushed back as we were waiting for the specific ingredient in our highlight, which was a huge learning curve. Everything that happened with um, supply chain issues, everything is manufactured in Italy for Radiate. So that was a huge thing. We were like, how are we going to get the products here with everything sitting on the water for months at a time? Obviously, you don't want makeup products doing that. So there were a lot of challenges that we had to overcome. But in the end, I think that that is what made radiate even just that much more special was we had to put a lot of work in and work around a lot of different obstacles to get it to where it is and you know now that we've done that it feels great and I feel really really proud of it so and I'm curious if like before you had the idea for this were you somebody who was good at doing your makeup like were you one of these people who like spends a lot of time doing it and also what did you feel like was missing from the industry that you wanted to add by creating your products Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would call myself a makeup connoisseur. That was kind of what I did. That was seriously what I did for fun during the pandemic was I would just like sit down and do my makeup. It's honestly, it's a lot of watching videos, which is something I did when I was like much younger before I was ever in the industry is I was on YouTube, like nobody's business watching every tutorial, watching every makeup guru, what products they were coming out with, what products they were talking about, the techniques that they were using. It was like a big, almost like makeup school experience for me on YouTube. And part of the reason why I wanted to start my own 
YouTube channel. And like, even when I was in high school, I was always doing friends makeup for like prom and homecoming. It's always just been something so fun for me that I've enjoyed doing. I feel like makeup is a really cool creative outlet. And I don't know that a lot of people view it that way. We think about it as something that's just a part of our routine, but it can actually be really fun and really expressive. And that's something that I love about makeup and something that when I started Radiate that I felt like the rest of the makeup industry was lacking a little bit in was like a purposeful and intentional makeup company that has more to say about the world than they do just about makeup and having like a message behind the products that you're coming out with versus just saying, hey, here's a bunch of products that you need in order to feel confident, in order to look beautiful. Maybe we can have something that that says more than that and actually empowers the user from the inside out versus, you know, the outside in. And how would you say you go about empowering your audience? Yeah, Rady, I really wanted to tell a story with every collection that we drop. So for the first drop that we did, volume one, the biggest message was empowerment. And that's all in the shade names of the products. There's a little mantra that I have for the collection that includes all of the product names, which are rose-colored glasses, that's the blush, and then um, Glow Away, which is the gloss, and then Golden Aura, which is the highlight. And the little mantra goes, once you remove the rose-colored glasses, you can say Glow Away to anyone or anything that's not bringing you light, and you can emit your Golden Aura. And for me, that was to like, I love it, I love it, I love it. Like, send a message of just like, really being in your own body with yourself, taking a situation for the reality and doing whatever it takes to advocate for yourself so that you can be the brightest version of you. And that's really what I want for anyone that uses Radiate, you know, is to feel empowered and to feel like they can walk away from things that are no longer meant for them and that they can feel beautiful because of who they are, not just the products that they're wearing or the clothes that they're wearing or the way that they look on any given day. It's really more about the way that you feel. I love that. I feel like creating that kind of buy-in really helps create some solid momentum for you in terms of not only gaining, well, yeah, gaining an audience. I mean, on social media, I feel like that's such a useful tool for anybody to uh, leverage when either building a business or developing a product. Um, How have you noticed your momentum in terms of the social media world and creating the awareness of the brand itself? Yeah, I mean, building like brand awareness around Radiate has been so exciting. Luckily, a lot of what Radiate stands for is what I've kind of always stood for on social media. Radiate is really like a reflection of me. I mean, it's my baby. So in terms of like the momentum on social media or like building a brand or an audience, I really feel like authenticity is your best friend. You know, there's new influencers that pop up on social media every single day. And a lot of the times I think people's first instinct is to look at, you know, what's going viral or what's trending and hop onto that in hopes of getting the same kind of momentum that they've seen other creators garner. And in my opinion, that is obviously super important and super fun as well. But I think the most important thing for me in building a brand has just been really being myself and being honest with the people that follow me about, you know, what it, where it is that I'm at in life, what it is that I'm going for, the things that are important to me, how I spend my time, who I spend my time with, like all of those things are such important elements of creating an audience and building, you know, really like a family online. 
I want to take a step back to start before you had the platform before, you know, back when you're doing your friend's makeup at prom, like how did your platform start? How did it all come about? And how did you decide that you want to start sharing so much of yourself on social media? Yeah, I mean, it's actually a really crazy journey because I got into social media sort of by accident. I mean, obviously I was intentional in uploading my content, but I never really saw myself on social media. I saw myself more as someone who digested it. Like I said, when I was back in middle school and high school, watching beauty content was like my favorite thing to do and like my biggest hobby. And when I actually first came out to LA, I was 16 years old and I was moving here to be with my sister. She was out here modeling at the time. And I was coming out here for one summer and one summer only. I had like (laughs) 60 days to pursue acting and acting classes and be going in the room for auditions. And that was what I came here as my focus for. And during that time, I really decided that if I wanted to pursue a career in this industry, I needed to be here full time. So I tested out of high school. I found out that I passed the test like two weeks before I was supposed to go back to school. I uh, dropped out. I mean, I passed high school, but I I dropped out of the school that I was in back home in Colorado and I moved here full time to pursue acting. And I was in acting classes like all day, every day, working at SoulCycle at the time, a full like new to LA experience. And during that time, obviously living here, I met a lot of people that were on social media and I kind of got to see the back end of how things worked, like what the editing process was like and and all of the technical stuff that goes into it. And that's really what I fell in love with that made me want to start uploading my own content. And so from there, I started my own YouTube channel and I really just started putting the work in and uploading videos about things that I was passionate about. One of those being obviously doing my makeup and beauty Mm -hmm. and all things in that realm. Um, But yeah, it really just took off from there. And it was never something that I was like, one day I'm going to be a huge YouTuber and I'm going to start my own beauty brand. Like I really moved out here for acting and kind of found social media as this like safe space almost in this safe, safe haven for me to create the kind of content that I wanted to, because obviously you guys are in the industry, but for those that don't know, obviously breaking into acting is really hard and that can take a lot of time. And so you're not really in creative control on that side of your creative life outside of like taking acting classes and things of that nature. And social media really saved me in that way because it gave me this avenue of creative control over content that I could make and that I could produce that was all up to me. I didn't have to rely on booking a job or getting an audition to be able to upload a video. And so that's really where my love and the creation process started. And how is acting going for you now? Like, how does that fit into the puzzle of all of the multi-hyphenate things that you're doing? Yeah, acting is still a major priority for me. I'm still auditioning all the time. I'm still in acting classes. It's just a career that takes a little bit longer. You have to find yes. you know, the right role for you. And those don't those don't always happen overnight. And there's a lot of, you know, actors that have have been out here working since they were kids that are booking a lot of jobs. And so just really getting your name out there, it takes time and I'm still putting in the work. It's still a major goal of mine and something that I know one day will be a part of um, my story. Yeah. Has 
I'm really curious too, how does all of this either have an effect positively, negatively on your relationship status? Are you currently dating or is that not even within the realm <laughs> of your being because you're so busy? <laughs> okay, here's what I'll say about dating. I, I was in a pretty long relationship for a while and recently, as in like February, I am no longer in that relationship. And, you know, part of it was the like success and like having not as much time to invest in a relationship. But I think that the other part of it is just my age and where I'm at and, and dating not necessarily being like my biggest priority. Obviously, we're human and it's part of our nature. We're attracted to people. We want to talk to them. We want to get out and date. But for the most part, I've really had to realign my focus onto myself and what I want to do and where I'm going. Because I think that that's the most important thing when you're stepping into a relationship is that you're you're bringing yourself. And right now I'm kind of figuring that out and I'm working on, you know, all of the necessary steps to secure my my work life and my personal life and my personal interests. And I'm growing all the time. I mean, I'm not even remotely the same person that I was last year at this time or two months ago, you know? So I think it can be really hard to date at a young age. I'm 21. I think with boys as well, like everybody's changing constantly. So it's really hard to know who it is that you're getting into a relationship with, what that's going to look like down the road. So for me, I just haven't put as much of an emphasis or as much of my brain power into finding the right person for me because I don't know that it's necessarily the right time for me to find that person and I'm, I'm cool with that I'm my eyes are open my dms are open like hello but I also am definitely not putting a massive priority on on a relationship I also feel like when you move here, like at 16, you have to become an adult so much earlier than people, you know, who are in college, because obviously like college, you're also adulting, but it's a little bit different because you have more people there to like, hold your hand. You're around young people all the time that like, I feel like your maturity level is probably above a lot of the other people that like, you know, would be the same age as you, who you could be dating. I think that a lot of the time too, like, guys around my age are a little bit intimidated by where I am at in life. And I think that that is something that I've definitely struggled with as well. You know, like I can't dumb myself down for, for someone because they can't keep up. You're right. A lot of the time when you move out at a young age, you've garnered a lot of skills that most people, you know, in, in your space won't, won't latch on to for years to come. And so it's kind of just a waiting game, not necessarily waiting for anyone to catch up, but just waiting for the right person with the right maturity level and, you know, the right ability to see a successful young woman and be empowered by that, not intimidated by it. It's funny. I was actually I feel like I was in a very similar space as you when I met my boyfriend. I was 20 when we met and we've been together for like seven years now. And I, I think that like there's so much to be said for when you're not looking for a relationship. It's like when they come, you know, because you seem like very confident with your life and like you have it all together. And I always say on the podcast and to my friends, like, when the time that you are not looking for a relationship is when it finds you because like you're so confident in yourself and you're just radiating this positive energy, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I think that that's so true. And for most of my like friends and family members, that's the way that it's gone too. I feel like everybody says when you're not looking for it, that's when it finds you. So universe, I'm not looking <laughs> for it. But if it finds me, I will not be opposed. <laughs> you stand of manifesting on the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have Are you to. on the apps though? Yeah. Oh, I have been on the apps, but <laughs> the, uh, I, I'm uh, not <laughs> staying on the apps. You know, the apps were more like a... Um, like a good segue out of a long-term relationship yeah. into seeing what else was out there, into seeing that there's more options and that, you know, the world isn't over because a relationship is. But do I really believe that there's any possible chance I will find a real true relationship on Raya? No. <laughs> will I scroll for the fun of it? Absolutely. So that's that's where I'm at with the dating apps. My sister makes so much fun of me. She's like, what is the point in paying for a dating app if you're never going to respond to a single person? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, it's all about the view. That's, that's No, it. and I think you're right that like after a breakup, it's good to know that there's other people out there. Like even if you don't pursue them, just like to remember that there's other fish in the sea, it helps you to have like perspective on the situation. Yes. And as crappy as it may sound, like helpful to see that there's other options out there that are, are you know, of the, the same or that you didn't like, like I had this whole thing in my head, like what if I lost the one? No. And it's like, there's a lot of the one. You know and you're 21. I mean? like, yeah. It takes like 15 minutes and you got like six of the same generic ass boy. That's all it oh takes. <laughs> so true. I wish that Osh were here. You have to, at some point, we'll introduce you to our other host, Osh, because she also has a skincare company. And um, she has so much to say about Raya. She has switched over from Raya to Hinge. Um because of the types of people that she was meeting on Raya. You know what? I would love to have a conversation with her and really just deep dive on her brain because I've never even let myself actually have a conversation with anyone on the app. Like strictly just there to look. That's it. And my least favorite thing on the planet happens to be when I see someone I know on the app and um. I'm like, uh-uh, I gotta go. I gotta leave. <laughs> the fact that they might see that I have a profile, I'm like, please. I can't. And then if you ever see them in person, like it, near when you saw them on the app, it just like sends shivers through my body. So, oh my God. And if you matched with them too. Oh, but I would never match with someone that I knew <laughs> personally. I would be like instantly avoid, except for like, I've seen like close friends on there and I've for sure been like, Hey, <laughs> what's up? But other than that, no, I mean, I don't know why I find it so mortifying. It's not, it's funny. Everybody's on there, but it's definitely an interesting place, the dating app space. And I think that there is a science to it. I don't know what that science is yet. Um, yeah. But maybe through a little bit more um, community research, I can figure it out. Community research. <laughs> but I'm curious, so you mentioned you use it purely as a spectator. Does that mean you're like, your bio and headline is blank? Or do you have like some basic info filled in? Or are you just like... I give you nothing and that is the spectacular part about my my dating profile is that really all you're gonna see is what you see <laughs> I had a, a little joke in my bio for 
like a previous time when I had the app that said that Twilight was my comfort movie and I was team Edward, not a single, not a single match. So I don't think that that <laughs> It for people. I don't think that men out there are looking for ladies that obsessively watch Twilight when they're sad. But if you are, again, you know where to find me. Oh my God, my <laughs> entire friend group, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I've seen that movie an obscene amount of times, truly. I'm definitely like writing in the group text after this because I I like read all the books, watched the movies, but I'm not like obsessed to the degree but I went to the place in Washington this past year Forks yeah so I did take my picture like outside the sign I would be posted up getting a full (laughs) photo shoot in front of that red truck you have no idea (laughs) switching gears a little bit I always like to ask this question of influencers because I feel like as an influencer you're in such a unique spot where you're directly influencing like the types of content what young women are seeing and you know a lot of young women are like constantly comparing themselves on social media young men too um to people and how do you like what do you want young women who are looking at your page to feel when they're looking at your page and then also do you ever struggle with comparison for yourself like to other influencers on social media for sure when when Ever somebody comes to any one of my given like social media platforms, my number one thing is that I want them to feel like it's a safe space, which is why I value authenticity so much because I think when you're being yourself, people can tell. And I think when you're being yourself, it opens up the door for the people that are digesting your content to be able to feel like themselves as well. And I think that that is the most important thing. Like I would never want someone to come to my profile and and see a bunch of unrealistic, highly edited photos or, you know, not feel like it was a place where they could reach out and ask like, hey, where's this dress from? Like stuff Mm -hmm. as simple as that, you know, I want it to really feel like um, as personable and as one-on-one as it possibly can, obviously being on the internet, we're not one-on-one, but I want, want people safe and like I said with Radiate Volume 1 I also want you to feel empowered and I really do my best to share as much as I can about you know different obstacles that I've faced that that can help educate or maybe give someone a a place where they feel like they can relate to the situation I've gone through and feel safer in their own situation like that's just my number one goal and like anything in 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 life like social media I think maybe the worst example of it you're going to find yourself comparing to other people platform I for sure done that something I still struggle with especially when we know that you know Instagram and TikTok and YouTube that's all everybody's highlight reels that's all the best version of themselves that they want to put out into the world myself included I don't want to put the worst version of myself out there for you. I want to talk about that version so that you know that it's there and you know that, you know, not everything is all perfect all the time, but we have to be able to register that in, in our brains, that this is really not real. As simple as that sounds. And as much as everybody says that, I think that that is the biggest thing with comparison and the biggest advice that I would be able to give, you know, other young girls dealing with that online is you have to be able to check yourself for your own mental health, which is something that I'm just recently even getting better at, you know, when I catch myself scrolling on a creator's profile for 10 minutes or something, and I'm starting to have all these dark thoughts about my own life instead of feeling lifted up, 
I get off. You have to, you have to absolutely cold Turkey, cut it off, get offline. If there's something or someone that is like really specifically causing you to have a lot of negative thoughts of comparison or, you know, whatever it may be, mute that person. Don't go back. That's the number one thing that you have to remember with social media that as much as it is a a place for, you know, creative expression, you are going to see things on there that don't always make you feel great. And you have to be able to tune them out and block them out for yourself. I really love that you said that. I think that that was a really phenomenal way to put it. It's something that I struggle with too. I think it's hard not to do, like you said. I mean, like when I go see somebody's page and they have this like perfectly curated page, it's like, oh gosh, my page doesn't match. Like I'm not using the same effects in each picture, you know? But like, you're right. It's so much more to be your authentic self. And especially I think as an actor, which we all can relate to, like if a casting director or somebody who's a producer comes to your page, you want them to see an authentic version of you, like the same type of person who's going to see you when you enter a room to do an audition. And we say that about dating apps all the time, that you don't want your dating app to be a perfectly curated version of yourself. It should definitely be yourself. So I think that's such a great way to put it that, you know, your Instagram page should really represent who you are. Yeah, for sure. And I think just a constant reminder of like what we see is not always reality as I'm sure that you guys have both seen like being in the industry, you'll follow a creator or, you know, uh, something for years and you'll show up and meet them in person at an event. And you're like, who the hell are you? (laughs) Yeah. That is something that I'm always talking about with the people that follow me as well, because you, you can't compare yourself to something that also doesn't exist, which is another thing that social media is really, really good at fooling our brains into thinking is like, there are all these people with all these perfect lives that have no flaws. And that is just not the case, no matter who you're looking at. I love that you phrase it that way. You can't compare yourself to something that doesn't exist. That's so, it's just silly. You're just, you're just setting yourself up to feel bad. And I don't think that anybody wakes up in the morning is like, I'm going to see what I can do to make myself feel the worst, you know? (laughs) Nobody's doing that. So we have to check ourselves, I think is the most important thing when it comes to regulating your intake on social media. Absolutely. I'm, you know, going back to the business and, you know, your success in so many different facets of your life what would be one piece of advice that you can give to someone who is looking to start their own business? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I received a lot of advice from different mentors in my life as I was starting Radiate and going through the process and tackling all the different obstacles that came along the way. And I think that the biggest piece of advice that has stuck with me was my dad told me like, you are going to fail. And I was like, that does not seem like very good advice, sir. (laughs) You know, that's not super empowering. But what he really was saying was that in any new endeavor that you start, it's going to be scary. And there are going to be things that you're going to have to learn along the way. And you will fail. You will come to to points where you make the wrong decision and you have to reroute or something doesn't work out the way that it was supposed to and you have to start from scratch, that's gonna happen no matter what in any business that you start. And I think the most important thing that you can remind yourself of is that you have to start anyway. And that was really my dad's message is like, even when you fail, 
you have to start again every single time because you also can't build a brand that doesn't exist. So starting is the most important thing. And then after you start, when you fail, you have to keep going because you will fail along the way on your road to success. Oh, so funny that you say that also because we just did this like game with my dad where we went around and we made him say his favorite thing about all of his kids and about my three other siblings. He said two of them were smart and one of them was a people person. And then he gets to me and he's like, she's persistent. I'm like, oh, so I'm not smart, (laughs) but, but I think that what he meant and that what I am going to take away was that to pursue a career like this. One of the things that you have to do is be willing to keep getting up because you're going to fail. You're going to get knocked down. But what matters is that you get up and keep going. Yes. Perseverance is like the biggest compliment that you can have because for most people, if they get turned down, you know, one or two times, that's it for them. And they're going somewhere else and they're giving up on that dream. And if you want to, to start a business, especially a business in this industry, you're going to get a lot of no's and you have to be prepared to say, all right, I didn't need a yes from you then and move on to the next, you know? I'm thinking about like auditioning too, where it's like, it's, I. That's the name of the game. (laughs) Where it's like, you know, you're forced into this uh, semi-uncomfortable circumstance with unfamiliar people and you really just have to show up, deliver your best and expect to fail. And there's so much learning and growth that can come from that stumbling and falling maybe and just giving it your best shot every time because there's something always to learn from that. But it's kind of fun to like see how it goes to like pick up the pieces and keep moving. Yeah, for sure. And I think reminding yourself that not every hit is a knockout. That's another important thing is like you're gonna you're gonna get no's. That doesn't mean that you should give up. Absolutely. 10 out of 10 also recommend going back to watch your audition tapes like when you first started auditioning because oh like God. you will just see your progress night and day and even if you haven't gotten the role that like make or breaks your career yet like just seeing the progress that you have made in the years when you started to where you are now like it makes you feel like you have already done so much <laughs> at totally. least for me. No, I feel that 100%. Watching old audition tapes is somewhat traumatizing, but also so great for self-reflection and seeing how far you've come. And I think I'm sure as you know, like as you grow as a person, you also grow as an actor. So even just being able to see like how me changing has changed my presence on camera has been fascinating and such a cool journey to go on. Absolutely. It's a really interesting useful um, aspect I think of comparison we're not comparing ourselves to other people but just comparing our present self to our past self and figuring out how we can make those fine-tuning adjustments to continue on that like forward momentum of course a reasonable time to possibly jump into this letter shall we do it let's so we have dear damsels I'm a nano influencer and also just recently ended my relationship of five years. I've begun dating, but I feel anxious about how my social media platform will be perceived by people that I'm interested in. I don't want to be used for my platform and I also want to meet someone I see a future with. I ideally want to expand my platform as it continues to grow and I want to handle my potential relationships now before it continues to grow. Any advice? Hugs and kisses? 
influencing in everything but love. I love it. I just learned the nano influencer term. So uh, I, I get it now. It's people who have a smaller platform, but they have like a very dedicated audience who's following them. So like, I think it's like under the 15,000 and their 20,000 followers, but like they are really consistent, constantly engaging with your content. Maybe you have like some sort of a niche. And I think that this is an interesting question because like even just having a podcast, like I think that there's always this fear that people are going to listen and judge you for what you're saying weekly or like sharing so much on your podcast and sharing so much of your life. So, you know, I relate to it from that perspective. And I very much think it's a difficult pill to swallow, but I also feel like the person who is going to enhance your life and going to become your partner and going to be the person that ends up challenging you is going to approve of your platform and going to see it as something that's a part of you. Because as we've talked about, your platform should authentically represent you. I think that you just need to dive into the deep end with this and realize like, yeah, there are going to be some people that you're going to meet who are not going to be great. They may feel like you're being used for the wrong reasons, but you kind of have to just bulldoze past that and stick with it for the people who are going to make a difference in your life. What sort of advice do you have for this letter writer when they say, I ideally want to expand my platform as it continues to grow? What what is what sort of ways might this person be able to expand their content? Yeah, I mean, I think like one of the biggest ways you can expand your content is by expanding who you are and the type of content that you post. The more that you work on yourself, the more versatile of a person that you'll be, the more that you'll have to share with the people who follow you and thus hopefully the more people that will want to join into that community and and be with you along the way relationship wise and in terms of just like people that are following you on social media you know i totally agree with you though lauren like i think in this case it's all about your intuition if you don't let anyone in you have no way of knowing what their intentions are or or what their goals are so you have to really trust yourself and your gut when you're getting into a new relationship, be it with a romantic partner or a friend or someone that you've met online, whatever it is, you know, that's, that's up to you and your gut. You have to feel that situation out and see what that looks like for you. And as soon as, you know, you see red flags, you walk away. And if you don't see any, then you've opened yourself up to that really beautiful opportunity to be in a new relationship. And I think as you are in a relationship, that's where you forge how that person can can be of help to you, you know, hypothetically, if you have a boyfriend, do you want him to help you with that content? Or do you want him to be completely uninvolved? Like that has to be up to you. And those are important conversations that as a content creator, you'll have to have in a new relationship. Like I said, be it with a friend or with someone romantic. I really love that advice. And what I was thinking about when you were saying that was just that like, if there's content that you feel like doesn't represent you, then maybe it's time to go back and delete it. You know, I always think about like the saying that if you're not looking back on yourself and cringing, then you're not growing. I mean, like I recently went and deactivated my Facebook um, and I did like a, a swipe back on my Instagram and just like deleted things that I felt like maybe were really fun to be posting and talking about when I was in college, but I'm not the same person that I was in college anymore. So if you are looking for somebody and there's things on there who 
that you feel like you don't want somebody who you could potentially be interested in, then maybe those things don't belong on your platform anymore. And I think that there's like no reason that you shouldn't go back and update it um, to reflect who you are right now. For sure. For sure. And I think even on the other side of that as well, if you want to keep those facets of yourself up online so that other people can see how much you've grown, that's another thing to consider as well. You know, I think for all of us, we want to approach people the same way that we would want them to approach us. So I'm never going to go through somebody's social media that I'm looking to date and see something from five years ago and be like, oh, what a weirdo. You know, I mean, I guess depending on what it is, but, you know, for the most part, I think that we have to hope that the right person will be able to see us in any phase and accept us for, you know, where we're at. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, Amanda, you have been so lovely. It was so great getting to know you. Can you please tell everybody where they can find you? I have had so much fun today. Thank you guys for having this conversation with me. It's been wonderful. Um, I'm at Amanda Pavillard on everything from YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Just my name is where you can find me. And where can we buy your products please i am really yes if you want to shop the radiate collection that is shopamandapavlard.com and radiate by amanda on instagram let's radiate all together we are you guys want to glow i love it let us glow (laughs) let us glow well everybody thank you so much for tuning into this conversation today as usual if you're going through something if you're not going through something but you just want to make a comment on the types of things we're talking about please write into us we love reading your letters we love giving you advice and we love learning from you so please look at that anonymous form in our link tree and if you want to stay updated on any ways to get active in your community given events that have been unfolding lately there's all sorts of ways you can stay involved stay active uh, by clicking on the links within our link tree and as lauren said don't forget to send us your letters send us your thoughts send us your questions or i have to get better at my shoulder that too send us something (laughs) yes please and also as always please subscribe if you like what you're hearing please don't be afraid to leave us a review it helps us to continue creating the type of content we like to bring you absolutely every week we got something new for (laughs) you all right everybody well thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of damsels in the dms until next time it's going down in the dms bye DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them, please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.